Power of Suits, and welcome in to another episode of the TTS Special Report. Or I guess we're just the Special Report now. It's no longer just TTS related. I think it's just the Special Report. My name is Will, and with me, as always for this, is the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? I was good until now you pointed out that like the title is meaningless and life means nothing, and TTS is no longer what we talk about. Well, it's not what the only thing we talk about which is why i feel like that it's <laughs> worth saying just it's a special report you know we're here we're doing extra things for the suits out there yeah that's true you know we're it's like just, a software update yeah well I, I guess but we have to have we have to keep the legacy name right like no i'm uh, not tied to that <laughs> we're not we're not gonna be the tts special report 3.0 we are going to rebrand as the special report 1.0 that's right. That's right. I don't know. But, you know, it'll it'll all happen at some point. Some Things flow. It is what it is. Let us know what you guys think. But today we have two lists. We're doing two lists today, and we're not going to take two hours to do it. Mark my words, because we have two awesome lists to talk about, and I'm really stoked about these. For me, the TTS season is over. So, so... You know, we don't have to worry about what I'm playing anymore because now it's just all about trying to m nail down this Adepticon list, which we'll talk about that the week before Adepticon. We'll tell everybody what I'm playing, everything, and make me second guess myself. So that'll be great. But uh, yeah, TTS didn't go the way I wanted it to this season, which is funny because it was I was winning until I switched to back to my convocation, <laughs> and then I lost two in a row. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. I am also out, unfortunately. I lost with the Dark Dimension list I want to build, and then uh, I lost round six with Avengers against Avengers. Yeah. Very close game. I lost 18 to 17. Oof. Yeah, I had one of those this season, too, where it was just like a one-point loss. Those are those are fun games, though. Yeah, I I didn't feel bad about the loss. I just... I, I what I felt bad about was I miscounted. I thought that at the end of the round I was going to tie at seventeen, and then we get another round and I'd win because I just had the advantage. I just don't know how to count. Math hard. And math is hard. Um, fifteen plus three turns out is eighteen and not seventeen. That would be correct. Uh, that's what I learned with that game. Yeah, yeah, I did learn a lot over the course of the season that I feel like will make me a better player going forward. And it's just one of those things where you have to like take the lessons you learn when you're playing other stuff or the lessons you learn in defeat and apply that going forward. And, you know, I definitely got some stuff out of that. Part of it is the changes I was making to where maybe trying to be a little bit more aggressive on points and trying to go and and engage more trying to not just try to beat up my opponent with suboptimal things it, you know there you go and i also learned having a hulk is really good hulk is very good yeah so all of that aside let's now talk about these rosters and i think merzane the first one we got to start with here is back in black 
Yes. Yeah, because it's been a, a week or two since we did the special report. So not only is the special report back, but also we've got a list here from Phoenix Ben called Back in Black. And hold on to your butts. It's a Black Order list. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Well, I mean, it's also, yes. It, y- yes, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I thought it was just going to have every character in it that has the word black in its name. So that's, it's also definitely a uh, uh, black-themed thing, like col- the colors and stuff, but it's definitely a black order list. And uh, yeah, I'm really stoked for this one. So let's go over the characters first. We've got Baron Zemo, Black Dwarf, Black Panther, Black Swan with the Power Gem, Bullseye, Corvus Glaive with the Reality Gem, Proxima Midnight, Supergiant, Mrs. Thanos, so that would be Mind and Space Thanos, and Toad. Tactics cards, we've got Black Onslaught, Blood to Spare, Escort to Safety, Execute, Face Me, First of the Black Order, Marked for Death, Mothership, Shh, and Warpath. And we'll talk about Crisis in a minute. I want to talk about these characters and these tactics cards first because when I look at this list and I think about Black Order, I, I like this list, man. I really like it. I do too. Uh, the only thing in this list that I hate is one thing I can't stand. It's super giant. Uh, because I have had the devour mind trigger trigger on something of mine. And it Ooh. made me so upset. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. But for those who don't know, she has an eight cost spender with eight dice at range two. If she gets a crit, a wild two hits and two skulls, at the attack is resolved. If the target character is healthy, it becomes dazed. If it's injured, it becomes KO'd. And uh, I did four damage to Supergiant over the course of four attacks to put her at one more HP on her injured side. <laughs> and uh, she got a death decree, devastate intellect, and one shot my uh, Cassandra Nova, who then was injured with no power because. It also drains power for some reason. Yeah. So, also, fun fact: just don't play Cassandra Nova. Yeah, I learned that. I was I was trying her out in Sentinels. Says, surely, like, surely she was okay. And no, she wasn't. She was awful. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, she just I've died. Tried it. I did nothing else. <laughs> I've tried it. It's it's tough. But yeah, other than that, this seems like a pretty standard Black Order list, right? Like. The bread and butter characters, the bread and butter splashes. Uh, Miss Thanos is not the the mind reality. Mr. Thanos that people are. No, it's not Mr. Thanos. It's a space reality. Senior Senior Thanos Thanos is the one that everybody's kind of on right now. But that's what I want to talk about here when we're, we're thinking about these characters and everything. Is this configuration of Thanos really the valuable one. And do you feel like that it's this version of Thanos that really can make black order click where it's senior Thanos who makes other things click? 
That's exactly right. Senor Thanos is good for other affiliations that don't need their, ta- their restricted cards, right? Like, because both those cards are restricted. So yeah. you're not taking Brace, you're not taking Indomitable or Patch Up or anything. Um, it's good there because it makes Thanos a super solo. He can throw everyone off of points with his Cosmic Portal. He gets like a pseudo charge with the range to place on space, or he can just place one of your own guys randomly. And uh, reality makes him hit way harder than he should and be way more tanky than he should. Uh, Whereas when you're playing him in Black Order, he's not a super solo. He is your leader. So you kind of got to keep him safe. Um, And his Cosmic Portal is way more important for Black Order. So typically what you want your Thanos to do is to kidnap people. Yeah. He's going to pluck someone at range four with his cosmic portal, hopefully get him into range three, mind gem them closer, and then that character is sacrificed to the temple of Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight's uh, (laughs) husband and wife relationship. Yeah. And you don't get to play with that character anymore. The character gets to sit, sit on the board for another round because that's how day's mechanics work. And then next round, you get to pick that character up and you get to put him back on your tray and then they'll do it again. Yep. Um, and that's the cycle of uh, of Thanos in uh, Black Order proper. Oh, and then they get a victory point for it. Your character becomes a victory point for your opponent. Yeah, exactly. So with that, do you feel like that because we know that that's what's happening and that that has more or less been quote-unquote solved is a reason why we don't see this anymore? I honestly have no idea why we don't see more um black order black or- i feel like one of the reasons is because they are sort of a linear threat like they they do one thing right they kill you yeah and if you're going to you know your local game store and you're playing a game or two that night you're probably going to get because the way their dice work you're probably going to you know have good dice and things will even out or won't even out throughout the night and you'll probably get, you know, get good. Maybe you won't win every game, but you'll have success. And you'll have that one game like every couple weeks where stuff just doesn't go your way because for some reason, Corvus Glaive keeps rolling shields instead of blanks. Right. But in the course of a five round event, that game's more likely to come up and having a, having you rely mostly on dice, even if that dice is so good sometimes it just it's just not enough yeah so i agree with you there now do you feel like that there's anything here in this list that can kind of break that mold i don't know i think the only way you can is if you do like a splash affiliation which i used to splash wakanda and this this list is dangerously close to having wakanda splashed in it i see that with a black panther here so it's got black panther yeah I don't think we want to necessarily break with what the foundation of this list is by trying to to put in a Black Panther Wakanda list. But what I think we could do is maybe look at the tactics cards and maybe see if there's something that was brought here that can kind of break from that mold to maybe get us in a different mindset. Well, I think we could all, I think there's a couple of characters in here too that we can talk about that like maybe could swap. And this is also a weird 
combo lists. A lot of Black Order lists will focus. I feel like he's focusing on first of the Black Order. Uh, this is very similar to what Kenny plays. Kenny does uh, has Thanos in his list as a bluff because Kenny doesn't want to play Thanos. Um, which I think if that's the case, we could probably talk about Thanos not needing to be here. Well, so that's what I was going to go with is trying to get at when I talk about these tactics card mm-hmm. situation is you've got first of the black order, which is a card based leadership. And if your squad does not contain Thanos, the mad Titan after deployment, you would normally select your leadership. Corvus glaive may play this card. Corvus glaive gains a leadership ability, right hand man. When an allied black order character dazes or KOs an enemy character, all other black order characters specifically gain one power. So I think he's probably meant to be leaning in on this a little bit too with what we have here. But I also think that when you have the threat of the OG Thanos kidnap strategy, I think it's still strong and valuable. Yeah. Uh, One thing I will note too, uh, can you spot the problem in this tactics card lineup? Well, I mean, there's no restricted tactics cards. Well, we do have restricted cards. They're on characters, but there is a single card in here. That is a problem. I'm not going to tell you what the problem is. I'm trying to read it. I don't know. We have. Oh yeah. We don't have Ebony Maw. No Ebony Maw. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought of, yeah, as soon as that, as soon as I saw that. Yeah, we've got no Ebony Maw. Like, what are you doing? What's happening? So, that's one of the weird things about this kind, like the 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 the, the Corvus Glaive Black Order list is you're trying to use all these Black Order characters and all these Black Order cards, uh, and it's easy to forget them. Yeah. Uh, Ebony Maw is really popular with the Space Gem, specifically, um, yeah. and right now it's on Thanos. And that means we have to make Thanos weaker if we want to do go that route. It's sort of the problem with the new Infinity Gems, but also a, one of the good things. It's, it's kind a, of weird. It's a good um, thing. It is very much a good thing. It is. A, it makes it makes certain strategies weaker and certain strategies in a good way and some in a bad way. Like Doctor Strange really wishes he could just bring the Soul Gem in his roster. <laughs> yeah. Rather than on him all the time. Um and, and this is one of the lists where I think you wish you could just bring a handful of gems in your roster and, and just mix and match. Uh, but yeah, so we have to figure out right now, well, not right now, but at some point, do we add Ebony Maw for someone or do we drop shh and uh, make that something different? Yeah. And I can already tell you, my head's leaving towards drop it, but like shh is a very powerful ability. It's a very powerful card, but... I don't know, like, if I was going to take anything out, maybe Black Panther and, and push in. Well, so I was actually thinking about taking Black Panther out, but not to add an Ebony Maw. I was thinking maybe something different. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think dropping sh is a good plan. Um, yeah. Also, honestly, if I'm being honest, and this isn't my hatred towards her, I think Supergiant maybe, maybe could be something different. So... I think when you're playing a Corvus Glaive strategy, 
and I haven't done it, but like once. So I can't speak to being an expert on it. I think Supergiant presents some interesting ideas matchup dependent wise, right? Because yeah. she automatically suffers one damage from physical attacks, if you look across the board and your opponent has nothing but physical attacks, which is unusual, but even so, you can still line up things right and whatnot. But if your opponent has nothing but physical attacks, Supergiant has a lot of play there. And into a character like a Zemo and stuff like that, Supergiant has play because, okay, Zemo charge at me okay do a steel rush at me i'm taking one damage but here's the here's the only here's the other issue she takes one damage and drops all of her objective tokens so you don't put an objective on her so you can't put objective tokens on her which one of her superpowers is literally about picking up citizens um and then also like what does she do hear hear me out see this is this is where i think supergiant is like <laughs> sneaky decent in our our new new found crisis situations is and that is uh-huh. you can you don't have to use it round one but you can give get a submit get her a civilian token i don't like again i don't think it's round one but like as the game goes on if you're playing on a civilian thing you use this and then you've got a mission objective standing by ready to just pass that thing off to somebody else. Which was where we would take shh out and put mission objective in. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if she... What does she do for Black Order specifically, right? So Black Order typically wants to kill people. Yes. The exact opposite of... Criminal Syndicate usually wants to like interact with objectives. Yep. Like either kill you off of them or hold them better than you. Black Order kind of wants to ignore that and wants to kill you. So and here's the thing. Here's see, I think this is where I think this is such an interesting list because I feel like we have this mindset that all Black Order wants to do is kill, kill, kill. And that is very much a part of their game plan. And when we talk about things killing things, we don't just literally mean that that's all they're doing in the game and not scoring any points. And that's where I think Supergiant comes in is she has the Mystic, which can definitely mess with teams like the Weapon X. Like, I think she'd be solid into a Weapon X team because she's able to throw that Mystic out there on people. And again, they have those physical attacks. So she's able to just stand there and only take one damage over and over again, which I think is nice. And then you can say, okay, cool, I'm going to stand here on this secure objective, and it's mine now. And it's a low investment in getting that secure objective. I do like her for the uh, uh, the Weapon X matchup. That is kind of cute. My, cute. my fear is that they just ignore her, because, like, it's sort of like, um, what is like Wong, right? So, yeah. like, most of the time, Wong sits on a point and does next to nothing. He'll, he'll, he'll give people some health every now and then. But his personal impact on the board is not very high. And I feel like that's where Supergiant usually sits. She's not very far ranged, and she's not very fast. And what she all she really brings is a couple of attacks. And I guess 
the the lack like the preventing push thing the pseudo indomitable for pushes yeah um but a lot of things ignore that a lot of things aren't pushing nowadays a lot of people are throwing or placing people or advancing them yeah um and i've just i'm worried that she she'll be good into stuff like like weapon x i think but like in most other times you just won't take her and you might have better options elsewhere i don't know like you might just be better off killing them before they kill you that's that's probably fair but i also i also think that she provides a bit of point pressure that you can leverage right and so all of this to say this just goes to show that you can have two different opposing ideas about a character and both be right or definitely Merzane be wrong, but you know, both be right. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same, but the opposite. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, no. right, let's, let's, let's talk about a real thing. Okay. Cause okay. I, I think that I don't think super giant is something that has to be removed. I just, I think she could be better, but she can be a 10th character. Right. So yeah. first there's two problems, two things I'd like to show, to talk about. Uh, the first is Toad. I well, Toad and Bullseye. Uh, both. I don't think we need two two threats in this list. Okay. I think that like there was once a time where I thought that even as a two threat Bullseye wasn't as good as others, and I wasn't as keen on him. The more I have played with Bullseye, the more I have realized that was really dumb, and I really love Bullseye. Yeah, no, Bullseye's good. Bullseye's crazy. And as much as I love Toad, I have found myself cutting Toad for Bullseye more and more often. And I feel like we maybe could drop Toad and add something a little bit more impactful. Unless you see like a particular point breakdown where we need both of them, but I don't know what that would be. No, and I think it's more of trying to hedge the bets on a bad crisis setup more so than trying to play both of them but it's like okay if you pull a really bad d or a super wide extract like maybe but maybe but even then i think you can mitigate it in the right circumstances and let's not forget if our idea here is leaning corvus then we already have eight threat tied up in Corvus and Proxima. Just like if we if we were to play Thanos, we have eight threat tied up in just Thanos. So I think you can make a case for one and not the other. And this is a, a thing where I think leaning into what Black Order does best is valuable here, and that is Bullseye plinking away, getting that one damage to finish people off, and stuff like that, and and his mobility with a hit and run, staying safe on a back D objective, or on one of the corner Bs, something like that, I think is valuable. Yeah, and and being able to participate to what they want to do, being able to kill people while sitting on those points, like you said, is feels really good. He's one that you can very comfortably leave back and still expect work from. Right, and he also doesn't need the power from Corvus Glaives' leadership. Yep. So you don't really care about him benefiting there. So 
Yeah, I mean, I'm here to take Toad out. Like, I'm for it. I think Toad's really great. But when we think about the Extract Crisis game, so we didn't go over Crisis earlier, but we can talk about it here. We've got Hammers, Research Station, and Scrolls. Research Station, Toad has no play. Really. Like, you could always play yeah. Toad, but he's got nothing to do for you there. Uh, Hammers. Hammers is a good one that Toad could play decently. But we don't have some we don't have a mission objective so that he could pass that off to one of his friends. So you don't really care about that. And then scrolls, uh I mean, I guess you could go and try to take theirs and be cute. Yeah, I think you you'd be better off making some sort of eyes on the prize play in this list rather than trying to do toad with that so that's an interesting thing is like in terms of crisis especially extract crisis i think this is the interesting part of trying to figure out this list because without a toad or without mrs thanos here i think the extract game becomes interesting because if you you always build the crisis together you have a secure and an extract and there's so many midline extracts now that if you're not taking Mrs. Thanos, then you don't have that threat of kidnapping someone and bringing in whatever it is that what it was yours all along. You're just getting it and they're bringing it yeah. to you. Yes. You had to get an Amazon driver to come deliver it to you. Exactly. So having a toad that can go and steal one of their scrolls, if you're not playing Mrs. Thanos I think is valuable, but I don't think you need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I have, uh, I do have a suggestion in a minute. You'll like for extracts though. You'll, okay. you'll love it. Trust me. You're going to, you're going to be so happy when I say this. I can't wait. But, uh, uh, there's definitely something I would like to change about extracts later, but, um, for toad specifically, I think we should probably replace him, but I don't know with what is the problem. Yeah. Um, one of my thoughts was uh, Hoff and the boys, the the Howling Commandos. Yeah, I can um, see that. Because they give you uh, an incinerate, and then they give you like the movement shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I also was thinking about. Ooh, oh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier uh, feels really like he kind of is like an upgraded bullseye. Yeah. To me. Like he's not as consistently going to do one damage over time, but he's a little bit further range and he can move around. And he's really good at killing people. <laughs> he sure like, can be. Surprisingly good at killing people. So is this the slot that becomes Ebony Maw? I don't. I don't think we add him anymore. I don't think so either. I think he's too expensive. Yeah, I think okay. that's Black Order's biggest problem. They have so many cool, bit, cool characters and so many big characters, but they're so expensive. Yeah. Oh, I'm right there with you. So when we're when I'm scrolling down the list here and trying to come up with character that makes sense for Black Order and and you've got Toad and all that stuff and like. It's hard for me not to gravitate towards some of my own biases in what I like currently, right? So, for instance, I look at Beta Ray Bill as an option 
for Toad here. I think that it gets tough because he's so expensive. He's a four threat. But adding in the throw, the damage reduction, you know, he's immune to things like bleed, incinerate, and poison. So he's he's doing some work for you there on something like a demons, which I think is really nice. And again, I think where I like to to go with things is how can my attrition feed into my point gain and so i think that's interesting but i really like what you said and i think that winter soldier is probably the a1 number one best choice but i i mean maybe mystique like what about mystique and then shh becomes deception i don't i don't dislike that either i think that's fine i mean i I don't think there's a right answer to this slot. I was also thinking of Ulick and putting in rock control. Uh, you can't do it turn one, but like that might be really cool. I don't really, you don't really have a way to turn him on around. One is the problem, the biggest problem, but like Ulick is a good character. He's great. It He's gives great. you a lot of ability. Yeah. I, I'm with you too. I think also another one that it kind of stands out here, maybe be pyro. Pyro would be cool. I do like pyro. Um, like but kind of my my uh, half of the boy suggestion where it gives incinerate, but he gives more incinerates, and he gives energy, which is a damage type or we're lacking for the most part. Yeah, I'm gonna I, you know the more I think about it, the more I think pyro is the play here. Pyro, and that also gives you access to pyrotechnics or kinetics yep. or whatever it's called in pyrotechnics. the uh, Yeah, he uh, that gives you access to that over. Sh- and uh, I like that. Okay, I'm I'm cool with Pyro. Pyro is Pyro is my yep. my leading lady. I think. Yep, I put Pyro in, and I'm taking out Shh and putting in Pyrotechnics. Even though I don't yeah. think we need Pyrotechnics, I think that that is a, a very, very nice little little change there. So, it's a good threat, and like it is leaning more into you know extract stuff. But I think it's a little bit different than like Toad because Toad is you personally controlling an extract. Whereas Pyro going, okay, like there's three guys around me. They all drop their extracts. That's huge. And that puts your opponent in a really weird spot. Even if you don't pick them up, if you just force your opponents to pick them up. Yeah. It puts them in a weird spot. Yes, it really does. So yeah, no, I'm, I super love all of this right now. And any other characters that we want to change out here? Yes. This is the one you're going to like. I can't wait. So I don't like Black Panther in here. Uh, I don't like Black Panther because I think what he's here for is to be really hard to kill and occasionally do Mantle the Black Panther and kill someone. And that's cool. Like, I respect it. But you know who would be a cooler fourth threat character who's really hard to kill from uh, physical and energy and also helps you with numbers game and potentially with some cool extract shenanigans for your Corvus Glaive? <laughs> who's that? Shadowlands Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like being able to use the ninjas to grab your home hammer and throw it on Corvus round one. So Corvus just begins with one. Unless you're planning on doing um, Mothership with them, which you do sometimes, but you don't always do. It's less important, especially if you're if you're bringing Miss Thanos, which we don't seem to be, for like probably for this configuration. Yeah. Um. But if that's something that you think you're going to do in like the, in the setup, he's really good for that. 
And even if you don't, he can like give himself the hammer with his ninjas. Yeah. And then Corvus can still go do his other things, or he can give it to like more than likely it's Proxima. Who's going to get the hammer or who's going to be playing the motherships that you could husband and wife. Yeah. And that means she gets the hammer and she can potentially get her power a little bit quicker and easier. Yeah. No, I, I, I certainly like Shadowlands here. And the interesting thing about Shadowlands with Corvus and all this, like you're not going to get the leadership benefit from Corvus, but that's okay because Shadowlands doesn't need a ton of power. And I think that when you drop a Shadowlands Daredevil on the table with a Black Order-led squad, it'll really surprise your opponent because you'll still be playing fairly tall, but you'll be able to control a little bit of activation economy with the ninjas and Shadowland there, which I really like. And also, Shadowlands is pretty tanky. And like I mentioned with Supergiant, if you're playing into a heavily physical-oriented team, and especially Weapon X, Shadowlands a great character. Oh, he's literally just as tanky as uh, as Black Panther, I realize. I forgot he has a four physical. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they fixed what they messed up with the OG by giving this one four. So, and stealth. Exactly. So, all of that to say, like, I've, I played a lot of Shadowlands for a while uh, as part of my convocation. And one of the things I like to do was pretty much what you're talking about get a hammer or insert random extract early, get it on the, the guy I wanted to get it on, and then put Shadowlands somewhere near the middle of the board with another extract. And it's like, okay, cool. If all you have is physical attackers, and even if you have energy too, I'll take my chances. So, you know, it didn't always work out, but it was also and decent. He's not as fast as Black Panther, but we have Zemo and Proxima Midnight for speed. So I'm not like really concerned about losing another long mover. Yeah. Um, but I think picking up stealth and the the grunts really can can do a lot for the, for the list. Uh, yeah, good. I think they're good. The other kind of slight addendum I would make here is... If, we, if you didn't want to go with Shadowlands and you want to try to, again, focus that objective play a little more here, I think a Voodoo is a pretty good candidate because yeah. you can prevent your opponent from scoring just straight up and then, okay, cool, Black Order's just killing you while you're not scoring points. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting too. Yeah, I, I, I like swapping for either one of these. I, I suggest a Shadowlands Journal, so I'm going to stick to my guns. But yeah. or no, you're, you're going to stick to your batons. I stick to my batons. <laughs> um, my non-stealthy ninjas, Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, dude, um, why do they not have stealth? That's ridiculous. They'd be too good. They'd, they'd be, be so, so they, good. They're already going to be look, too good. Look, I, yeah, the ninjas do more damage for me than Shadowlands does most of the time, but... Uh, Anyways, I, I'm with you on Shadowlands. I wanna I wanna say that. I'm just saying, like, if there's if you didn't want to play Shadowlands, but you don't own Shadowlands, I think Voodoo is a good good option here too. So yeah, or Electra because she gives you the same grunts, right? Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think in terms of characters, I'm pretty happy with this. Like, I, I'll tell you this: if I'm playing this list. I'm doing everything I can to put Black Swan on the table because she has the power gem, and that is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I'm aware. Like, <laughs> I, I want 
her on the table all the time. And it's just, she's just so cool, man. And like, she's so dicey, but I love her so much. And I wish I could just not quit her, but I had to quit her. Maybe one day. It's like uh, me and Sentinel Prime. Like, I just, every time I build a new list, I'm like, can I put Sentinel Prime in here? Dude. Can he go in here? I love this character. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, a part of me is like, you know, you got like the little devil on your shoulder and the little angel on the one shoulder. It's like the angels being like, you know, Black Swan's not right for you. And the devil's like, everything dies is so great. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's so good. But no, it's it's not right. It's not right, fam. It's just, you know, just. She's toxic for you. She's you toxic. Better. Yeah, she's because I love her so much. And she just. Uh. Okay. I, we need to stop talking about Black Swan. It. She will be, if I played this list, I would put her on the table all the time, regardless. Uh, so anyways, tactics cards. Fun fact, we brought Black Onslaught. So if Black Swan is within range two of an allied Black Dwarf, when she uses the charge superpower, they may each spend one power. Fun fact about Black Swan with the Supergiant, she can do this turn one. After the charge yep. movement action is resolved, but before... Making the attack action, you may place Black Dwarf within range one of Black Swan. This card is awesome. Yeah, it fixes Black Dwarf's biggest issue, which was actually getting to the fight because he's big and slow. Yeah. Now, you're wrapping up nine threat in doing that, but Black Dwarf, when he's in the thick of it, is very good. Yes. Very good. And it's funny. (laughs) This is just drop-off. It really is without the attack. Like, he just he just doesn't get the attack, which is fine. Yep. And then she also, if like, especially if it's like a little bit later in the game and he's got some power rolling, uh, he's just a bodyguard for her. Exactly. Exactly. So I do think there's play here of saying, okay, cool. We're going to take our, our eight of Corvus and Proxima and our nine of Black Dwarf and Black Swan giving us a grand total of 17 and just living our best life. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I want to do that now. Oh man, I'm not, I would not do it at Adepticon, but oh man, I super want to do that. Good. I'm going to do that Literally. next time. I, if, if one of my locals is listening to this, saddle up. Because I was, Your four locals. oh God, I want to do it so much. Okay, anyways, Blood Despair, great Black Order card. I don't think we need anything there. Escort to Safety is an interesting one that I don't really think we need, Merzane. Um, Probably not. I just don't know what we would add over. I know you want Mission Objective. Yes. But I think that Escort to Safety and Face Me, like, so Face Me is great. Who's yes. playing it? Who's paying the power to play Face Me? Probably Thanos or Corvus. Uh, even a Black Swan could do it in the right circumstances. So here's the thing, right? Thanos is not Face Me. He is going to just pull, he's just going to kidnap you. He doesn't need it. Uh, Corvus has much better things to spend his power on. Yeah. Black Swan has much better things to spend her power on. Pyro could, Supergiant could, 
but then they have to be closer in the action and then potentially get smacked for it. Um, Proxima could, but that's suggesting she gets enough power. Black Dwarf could, but he's got better things to spend his power on. Bullseye won't. Bullseye yeah. will never have Shadowlands could. Shadowlands could, but then we're only bringing Face Me when we bring Shadowlands. Yeah. I, I think literally I, Face Me is here just as a, if you're playing Corvus's leadership, using some, something to get that extract. Like you're, you're replacing the kidnap strategy with a Face Me strategy, I think is why that's here. Like a backup in case someone's trying to run off. Yeah. I feel like, though, it's just if you if you know you're going to be against someone that's going to try to run away, you just bring Thanos. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I think but I think we can drop Face I, Me. I, I think I would rather drop Escort first because at least I think Face Me has usage. But like that's Escort, fair. your guys are so tanky. You shouldn't be you, you want them to be taking damage and getting power. Right. And not only that, I mean, if you're spending the three power to save someone. I mean, like. Black Swan is like the biggest candidate or Corvus, I guess, if someone's able to to take him down. But even then, I just I think that you're just you're trying to bet on the dice. You're trying to bet on your dice being better than your opponents. And escort is nice and being able to say, okay, Corvus, watch out when you're on three health or something, it's valuable. But I don't think it's valuable enough. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I'm taking out Escort, and I'm putting in Mission Objective just because that's where my head goes, but what do you have? No, I would agree. I think Mission Objective is good. Okay. So, next thing we've got is, let's see, Phase Me, First of the Black Order, Marked for Death, I think is a solid one to keep here, just like when you absolutely positively got to kill a Doctor Strange or or yeah. anybody else, but Doctor Strange is really good. Mothership, it's just like, it's like Execute Light. But for everyone else. It is. It is. And uh, let's see. Mothership here. I think we keep that. Warpath. I love this card. But it has some caveats that frustrate me. Uh-huh. So it's after an attack that damaged an ally character is resolved, the damaged character may spend one power to play this card and advance short towards the attacking character. So if you get thrown away or if you get attacked... And then a throw or something like that. Like, there's a lot of ways to disrupt this card, I feel like. I still think it's really good here, and it will help with a character like a Black Dwarf. I think it could help with a Corvus who's maybe not quite there. He can take that damage and then get up into the fight. I think that's really interesting. So I don't want to take it out necessarily. I just think that's that's like the 10th card. Yeah, well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit before what I was going to say is, you get pushed or thrown, and then it becomes a pseudo-indomitable. Like, you do suffer the push or throw, but then you just move back. Right. Um, so it has multiple uses. It's, it gets you back to where you were, or it gets you further than where you started. So I'm okay with Warpath. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Especially when we're aggressive. This is an aggressive list. We, we want to go in, and when someone hits us, we want to go and hit them back. Exactly. So, so, yeah, I'm cool with this. So characters and tactics I'm good with. Now let's talk about crisis selection. So, okay. Secure Crisis, we've got Cosmic Invasion, Black Order descends on Earth. That's thematic. Uh, gamma Wave sweeps across the Midwest, and Intrusions open across city as seals collapse. Extracts, we've got Hammers, Research Station, and Scrolls. So, I want to start with Secures. I want nothing to do with Black Order portals. Right. I think we get that out of here. 
Yes. Um, Black Order's least favorite thing is a D shape. Uh, yeah, they like, do not love the D. They do not love the D. Yeah. Um, this should just be Demons Downtown. It really should. <laughs> it really should. And you remember, you remember that seventeen threat that I mentioned earlier. You remember what I what I said about like that uh, Corvus Proxima Black Dwarf Black Swan combo. So that was seventeen, and now boop, drop in a bullseye, and you're living the dream. Right. Now, now, I know what's the reason this is probably here is because 16 threat is like secretly their best threat because um, that's Thanos Corvus Proxima. And yes. that's an insane, insane 16 point team. But we don't like any of the 16 point objectives. I think you're you're shooting yourself in the foot doing 16 point objectives with this list. Unfortunately, yeah. like you don't like that. You don't like that. That configuration on D shape. You don't want any of your guy. You don't want Corvus stunned by the mayor Fisk witness. Although the shape is fine. I think you could do Fisk if you really want a 16 point. I think demons downtown is a better shape. Um, So I guess that would be my caveat is if you want the 16 take Fisk, well, you'd rather be getting stunned. Here's the thing about, I think mayor Fisk, right? If you, if you really, I think that's you're gambling, you're gambling big time because the player with priority places all witnesses secured by their opponent within range two. So you basically have to bet that you're not going to you're not going to take it turn 1 round 1 and then try to place it to where they all get stunned and take a damage and then you try to take it turn 2 or maybe maybe you let them have it for another round but then you're down potentially 4 or maybe even 6 VPs yeah that that is the problem with it it is Look, I think that's it, actually an interesting strategy, but my God, is it a gamble? You can also just last activate, second to last activation, move everyone off with Thanos, though. So, like, the big thing is, like, it does corral them into the center better than the D does, but you just don't like the stun. You hate the stun. You hate that they move, uh, but you do love 16 points. So, if you wanted to swap any of these with 16 points, it's Mayor Fisk, I think, over, yeah. over the Black Order board. I agree, but personally how I enjoy things, I think having both of the 19s here is very threatening for your opponent. Oh, it's super good. I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. And then what about gamma waves? I'm I'm here for gamma waves too. Gamma waves is fine. Yeah. I, again, I think that if you're going to swap any single one of these out, it's probably for Fisk. I, I just I don't think that I think that everything else is you want to fight and those are the four best fighty ones, I think. Yeah. Extracts I don't like scrolls. I like hammers and I like research station. I like scrolls either being uh struggle for the cube or uh alien ships crash downtown because it blows people up. Uh yeah, I think it's I think alien ship because again, and this is a super amount of bias. I super love <laughs> that 17. So I I think alien ship is uh is very interesting and being able to potentially put the damage out there because you're going to, you're going to be doing damage and that means people are going to have power. The only problem is you're also going to be taking damage potentially. But yeah, but you're, 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 it's harder to kill you than it is to kill them most of the time. So like you don't mind taking a damage or two. So if we're talking about 16 threat, we also have paranoia as well. And we can potentially throw that in here. I don't love it. 
No, because it's four four extracts, and you'll have three guys in that configuration. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm I'm actually gonna go uh with alien ship because I just think that sounds better than scrolls for me. I just I, <laughs> I do too. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So Merzane, you want to run us down the entirety of this list now that we've put it together? So, uh, for characters, we have... Mine's going to be in a different order than his because mine's in a different order for some reason. Uh, we have Miss Thanos, which is Mind Space. Corvus Glaive with the Reality Gem. Black Swan with the Reality Gem. No. Nope. Black Dwarf. Power Gem. Power Gem. You're right. We can't have the Reality Gem twice. I don't know how to read. And colors are weird. Uh, Black Dwarf, Proxima Midnight, Supergiant, Baron Zemo, Bullseye, and our new additions, Pyro and Shadowland Daredevil. For tactics, we have First of the Black Order, Mothership, Black Onslaught, Blood Despair, Execute, Marked for Death, Warpath, Face Me, Pyrotechnics, and Mission Objective. And then for crises, we've got secures, intrusions, open across city as seals collapse. Gamma wave sweeps across Midwest. Demons downtown has our comeuppance come due. Extract, we have fear grips, world is worthy, terrorized citizens, research station attacked, and alien ship crashes in downtown. Love it. I'm stoked to uh, try some of this out, actually. Yes. Uh, this is very similar to what like uh, Kenny does to me all the time. And uh, nice. I don't like Kenny doing this to me. Yeah, it seems super uh, if you, mean. If you need the code for this list, it is 0025. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> if you need this list, just hit me up and I'll send it to you. So with that, Merzane, I want to take a second and uh, thank the suits out there that are enjoying this with us. I hope that as we've gone through this season of TTS, anytime that we go through a series of special reports. I hope that it's enjoyable. I've gotten a ton of message saying how it helps people go through the process of list building and all of that stuff. So I'm glad for that. And I hope that it continues to be that. And if at any point anyone ever needs us to go over something, just send us a message. And if, if it looks good and then everything lines up, we will, we will definitely do that. And I appreciate everybody sending in different lists and, and doing different stuff. And I'm sorry we weren't able to get to all of them. But I want to say thank you for your time listening to this. And I want to say thank you to the suits over there and our Discord. Y'all are awesome. And all of this has been super fun. And if you're interested in becoming a member of that community, you can check out patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol, where for as little as a dollar a month or maybe even 12 bucks a year, you can come to hang out in the coolest place this side of the internet. Like, it's really great. This This morning was just... Another example of fun discussions that just randomly pop off around all kinds of different topics. It's a great place. So I encourage you, if you enjoy this show, to come and check out and hang out with us over there. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we'll, we'll keep trucking along here. And we have a list from our good friend Leland over at the Aegis Brand Studios. So we've been wanting to do this one for a while. And he had an event that he was going to. And we just weren't able to get this list going in time for that event. But I think he did pretty well at the event. And I've been wanting to do this for a while. So we have a S.H.I.E.L.D. team. He's been super into S.H.I.E.L.D. 
And Shield's kind of the new hotness right now after taking down LVO. So we have Shield Phoenix is the name of this list. And uh, Merzane, you want to take it away? Sure, yeah. So this one is by Leland, right? Yep. Uh, he, there's more to his name than Leland. I just have Leland. There's more to his name, right? Well, yeah, it's, it's Leland of Aegis Brand Studios. That's what it is. That's what it is. To be honest, I just didn't know how to pronounce that word. No one ah. pronounce it. I'm still not confident. That's why I won't say it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You could also say Leland of Immortal Kingpin fame. I don't know what that is, but yes. Yeah. Uh, the real ones know what that is. <laughs> the real ones. I am not a real one. I'm, I'm fake. I get locked in a dungeon. This is true. That's, that's how he justifies it. So, characters. We have Nick Fury Jr., Beta Ray Bill, Black Widow, Crimson Dynamo, Iron Man, Mystique, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, a.k.a. Hoff and the Boys, Pyro, She-Hulk, and Spider-Woman. Yeah. And then for tactics, we have Battlefield Medicine, Brace for Impact, Deception, Double Agent, Eye in the Sky, Grievous Wounds, Helios Laser Bombardment, Mission Objective, Pyrotechnics, and Sitrep. Nice. Okay. So, like with every list here, let's start with the characters. Now, I know your head is probably going to She-Hulk. We are uh -huh. not taking She-Hulk out of this list because I know for a fact Leland loves him some She-Hulk. Well, I don't even know what I'm doing here then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's worth noting, I do think that you could potentially leave She-Hulk out of a shield list and be fine. I, I know that Leland really likes her, and I do think that she's a good character. Now, if you wanted to keep kind of the same vibe, but put a different character in, I think Hulk is a, a good character to put in here. Hulk or Hulkbuster. Yeah. But if you really like She-Hulk, I think she's fine here, but you just have to be careful with when you deploy her because I think S.H.I.E.L.D.'s game is playing a little wider and putting in that damage and like being at least like that one point behind at most. And then that way you can play that catch-up game. Yeah. I think another interesting option, it's the one that I do, uh, and I will preach this till the end of days or until I find a better option, is Sentinel Prime. Uh, <laughs> I really like Sentinel Prime in uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Why? Uh, so we had to talk about this on our cast with um, the winner of LVO, uh, Sensei Vincent Kirkhoff. Uh, and what he was talking about was in his particular version of the list, he has trouble when with the thing we talked about last game or last game, last list where when people run away, having an answer to people gripping, grabbing extracts and leaving. Yeah. Uh, Prime helps with that by tugging them back in and be like, no, 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 no. You can't leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also have a tr problems with cover, particularly stuff like uh, scoundrels and uh, X-Men having cover all the time. And he tugs them in. He's like, no, 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 you, you don't get the cover from that. Yeah. And then you do forfeit like, splitting that five threat character into two guys and all those shots, but his shots are pretty good, right? Oh yeah. And then his re-rolls are also really good. 
they kind of help shore up that weakness of consolidating points by making your other guys a little bit better if you need them to be. Um, and then he also does moves a lot <laughs> on I and this guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like Sentinel Prime is one of my favorite shield characters. Yeah, I can see that. And using him with your eye in the sky, I think is really fun and interesting. And then even then, I mean, you could still potentially sit rep him, correct? Like you don't have to use like the choose another allied character within range three and that character moves short. Yeah, he can be. He can't play it, but he can be sit rep, and he can also be battlefield medicine. Right, right. So yeah, I actually like that's that's really interesting, and I don't hate that. And if I'm gonna take a character out, hear me out. I had, I know I just wanted to put him in the last list. Take Beta Ray Bill out and put in Sentinel Prime. I think is interesting. I'm okay with this. Any anything to get Sentinel Prime in someone's list. But let me explain my logic on why Beta Ray Bill could potentially come out of this list. And it's also worth noting that this list was created right when, like, the Spider-Woman, Agent Venom, Beta Ray Bill, Ulick box came out. So maybe it was a new hotness thing. I think Beta Ray Bill's fine in S.H.I.E.L.D. And for the same reasons the Sentinel Prime is, you give him that sit rep. That's excellent. Being able to eye in the sky on a Beta Ray Bill, excellent. And let's also not forget... The Helios Beta Ray Bill gaining two power per turn, he can can use that in a in a really nice nice way. Sentinel Prime also gains plenty of power. He uses it, but he can gain it pretty easily. So I don't you know it's and and like Beta Ray's here I think for displacement like he's like a She Hulk light. Like if you don't have enough for like a She Hulk or a, another big threat character. You can put in Beta Ray Bill and punch a little bit above your weight class. So, yeah, I do like Beta Ray here. I, I'm not trying to say I don't, but if you want to put in that Sentinel Prime and you want to play a little more control, try to buff the rest of the team more so than trying to have like a super solo, I think Sentinel Prime could be Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, the thing I like about uh, Sentinel 2 is, like you said, he makes everyone else better and he doesn't need a lot of support himself. Yeah. Like he's going to do his thing and. He's going to help everyone else do their thing. So he just becomes like a really good teammate. Uh, but also like on top of him getting power really easy himself, people were are going to have to hit him to move him off points most of the time. Like mm -hmm. most characters can't do anything about him standing there. So they're going to have to like kill him to get him off of a point or an objective or to get yeah. him out of the potential like killing your guys back with him. So that ends up giving him even more power to do what he wants. And he's just such a huge uh, sink of like stamina. Like he's, I think it's 17 total stamina. Yeah. He's got uh, 10 on his healthy side and eight. He's 18 total. Uh, 18. That's almost the Hulk. That's almost she Hulk. That's two less than she Hulk. And he has a daze mechanic and rerolls and harder to throw. And, and, and yeah. um, he's just, He's just so fun. He's so good for the affiliation, I feel like. Yeah. And I agree that a lot of people go wide. Sensei Vince has taught me that seven wide shield is uh, something to be feared. But if you do need to go, you do need to go tall sometimes. And you do need to do what you do need, like, you know, chase people down and try to get around cover. And I think that this yeah. is a good one for it. And it's worth noting here where 
it looks like we could still go pretty wide. I mean, we've got Fury, which obviously we're taking that. He's four threat. And then you've got the Hoff and the Boys, Black Widow, eight, uh, the original Black Widow. So you're only looking at nine threat for three characters right there. Yep. You're still able to go pretty wide. So I, I think I think we're in business here. And in terms of other characters, I, I kind of got nothing. You're going to hate my suggestion. I probably am because I'm super happy with all these characters. I think I would swap Spider-Woman. Man, I, you and Nate apparently just do not like Spider-Woman right now. I don't like Spider-Woman in S.H.I.E.L.D., for the most part, uh, okay. I think there's chance that maybe this list is good for it or good for her. Um, I do like her for other stuff, a, a force Avengers, maybe Hydra and web warriors. Like, but shield, I feel like is her weakest affiliation. Um, she just doesn't really fit the game. Plan. She Hulk has that bit of a problem too. She doesn't really fit the game plan, but I do like she Hulk. And the reason I wasn't going to fight for her to get removed is because she's good into Malekith. Oh, yeah. She's good as a counter-tech for very specific things. So I'm not upset with She-Hulk for that reason. Spider-Woman doesn't really shore up anything. She doesn't really fix any problems, and she doesn't fit the game plan. Like, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't want someone to run really far away and grab an objective because they have Black Widow for that, and she's cheaper. Mm-hmm. She's, the, she's the long-moving stealth character. Like, they, they've got it. Um... They don't really want the uh, the pop on uh, on her spender. Like, it's good, but she's never going to get the power for it by herself. And if she's just chasing people down, she's never going to be able to get to it. Okay. Um, you're, you're better off just shooting that person or just taking the rest of the game uh, with your guns or your She-Hulk. But... Who I would suggest swapping her with. Hang on. I think Uh, I know what you're about to say. I want you to tell me who you think I'm about to say. You're going to put Bucky in. You're going to put Bucky in. Oh, we don't have Bucky? That is a problem, but that's not who I was going to suggest. Okay. Uh, I was going to suggest Agent Venom. Okay. Interesting that you would go Agent Venom when you talk about, like, not having the power to do stuff in S.H.I.E.L.D. So, with Agent Venom, he chases better. He doesn't guarantee getting the thing right but he chases better because with her two power he gets the range three place and got a range four gun he also is another form of incinerate which uh is like the greatest thing you can do in this list is incinerate people um yeah. now, but now that you mention it uh, if, if anything she should be bucky i bucky i didn't realize it bucky is just like duct taped to every shield list yeah i'm taking spider woman out and i'm putting winter soldier in <laughs> Uh, I'm taking Mystique out and putting Bucky in. What? Yeah. What? Yes. What are you smoking over there? Yeah. Like, I don't like, I, I, Mystique is fine. But Bucky is better for this list specifically. Bucky is better, but I think Mystique and Bucky is better, better. Um... I just don't think you need that much. So again, seven wide is to be feared. So 
You've got. I don't think Leland's going seven wide. I don't think Leland's going seven wide either. But you know what? He should have the opportunity to. Yeah. And so, if you go back to what I said earlier, the nine of both Furies, Black Widow, then you've got the three of Iron Man that gives you twelve. So now you're sitting at four characters. Then you've got uh, fifteen. If you add in Bucky, that's five characters. And then you could get to 18 with our current configuration. That's six characters. I mean, six wide, seven if you count the grunts. That's gross. You don't count the grunts. You don't count the grunts. Yeah, no, you don't. But that's gross. What we also need is bullseye. <laughs> yes, probably. Uh, so actually, what I think I do agree. I think we swap Spider-Woman for Bucky. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. And we swap Mystique for Bullseye. Okay. That's interesting. I, I don't hate it because, like, are we trying to go super wide realistically or are we, you know, I, I don't want to take away the bones of what this list is. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to change out the meat, but maybe not the bones. Well, I, so my anticipation of what the bones of this list are is, Nick Fury, Nick Fury, and She-Hulk. <laughs> and <laughs> yes. Iron Man. Yes. Uh, I think the rest is pretty malleable. Um, I think that uh, Winter Soldier and Iron Man are just two, like, the best. Yes. The best S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Th that you have to put them in here. Uh, so, I'm cool with this. I'll, I'm cool with Mystique for Bullseye because now, interestingly enough, we have freed up two tactics card slots. Yes. So... Before we and get, we do need to do some. Oh, we've got some pruning. Uh, so anything else on characters? Because I actually this this sounds like a really spicy list. Actually, no, I'm okay with this configuration. Yeah. So now let's talk about tactics cards. So off the rip, we can take out double agent. We can take out deception, and I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. We can take out grievous wounds. Yes. Uh. So, for those unaware, Grievous Wounds uh, is when you attack, you can spend a power. If the attack does damage, that, that character cannot heal for the rest of the round. Uh, or for the rest of this activation phase specifically. Right. Um, it's not good. Uh, if, I, if it didn't say activation phase and it said round, it would be better. Well, if it said round, they couldn't, you couldn't undaze, you couldn't flip a character and have them heal. Right. Is the unfortunate part. Right. Um, but what would make it better is it is if it didn't is if it wasn't you paid for it and then hoped it did damage. If you paid for it after you did damage, or if you paid for it and right. the next attack just applied, it'd be great. Yeah. Um situational, but at least it's reliable. But the last thing you want to do is bring a tactics card, spend a power, and then throw a dagger at someone with bullseye or shoot them with iron man friday ai you spent four power on a tactics card to do no damage and push them away and yep. now they're going to run away and heal yep it's very frustrating yep so so yeah so we've got three tactics card slots to play with merzane what is this i know normally we only have one or two exactly uh, the first one the first one okay mm -hmm. are you looking at me in the eyeballs right now i'm looking at you in your eyeballs yes good um we only have one restricted card right now. Oh, yeah. Um, that gives us, in my opinion, two options. Well, you could, you could argue three. The third one you could argue 
is uh, indomitable because now we have a size four and a size five. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, that was my where my head went was straight to indomitable. The, but the right answer, the, the the one the one that you could say, the other one you could say is patch up. The correct answer is sacrifice. Sacrifice, yeah, yeah. So, all right, I I get a read on why I think sacrifice is okay, but what do you reason is for sacrifice here? So, when you're running, so typically when you're running wide lists, um, you don't really care if your guys die because you're going to get benefits. In this list, you actually do care when your guys die. You do not want them to die. Um. So being able to spread the love around is very important. It also lets you protect most of the things that throw She-Hulks and uh, Sentinels are attacks, right? Like that's especially the Sentinel. The only thing that throws them is attacks. Yeah. Being able to sacrifice it onto someone else so they're getting the attack and they're not getting the, the Sentinel thrown is just as good. But it also protects them from damage. Um. There's also a lot of really wonky, dumb stuff you can do with sacrifice in this list. Like, if you're equal or ahead on points, you have uh, Warpath on all of your guys, basically. Yep. Uh, they can pay a power, and they can move towards someone that hit them with an attack. Uh, that means that, oh, Black Widow's over here, kind of off to the side. She just got pushed off a point. Well, I'm going to sacrifice into her. She's going to take a little bit of damage. She's going to go back onto the point, and now she's in martial artist range. Yeah. Or... Oh, he's attacking Winter Soldier. Well, Bullseye over here has one HP left. I'm going to sacrifice on a Bullseye. Bullseye dies, and then Nick Fury and Winter Soldier got your back that guy and kill that guy so they don't get the second attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, that is the real meat right there, is what you just said. It, the, the, okay, cool, I'm going to sacrifice and the dude that's almost about to die anyways, and now Double got your back. Get wrecked. Yep, it protects activations, which are super important because you yeah. you don't want to be losing activations to, da to dazes. If you're running Hawkeye, Sensei Vince taught me this. Um, if you uh, if you're playing, if someone shoots like anybody, like like Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, they're, they're, he's punching them right. Like someone's doing just a two range strike. Yeah. Well, you can you can sacrifice into Hawkeye. Hawkeye is now range three away, and he can shoot them with his uh, quick draw. And then you could eye in the sky away uh, <laughs> if it's like a crazy, like if it's something like Glaive's Edge and they had to pay for it. Again. You can, so you can sacrifice. Hey, this is you. I don't think you can sacrifice into eye in the sky because it says the non-targeted ally character immediately becomes the new target. Yes. And if all of these things take place when you're targeted. Well, yeah, but regardless of range and line of sight. So you'd have, you can't eye in the sky away and then sacrifice. You would sacrifice into Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye quick draws. Yeah. And then Hawkeye can get eye in the sky. Makes no sense. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot that of layers. Makes no sense. But it all triggers in the, it all triggers on the same step and you get to choose your, you get to choose how it works. Yeah, that's wild. If, if it works that way, which I guess it does, that's gross. But now, you no, couldn't yeah. do something like if Hawkeye is getting punched and you, you can't eye in the sky out of range and then quick draw. You have to quick draw before you leave. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get that aspect of it. For me, it's the sacrifice part of it because sacrifice specifically says it becomes the new target of regardless of range or line of sight. That's that's the part to me that would take away the ability to eye in the sky after you've done sacrifice. You can do it. You can do it with stuff like um, 
bodyguard too. Like that, regardless of range and line of sight, is mostly to make people realize that it doesn't work like Eye in the Sky, or right. so that you can body like so rules don't prevent you from bodyguarding to someone that's behind a building. Like right. they are now a selected legal target. I get I get that aspect of it of the, like the the behind a building and maybe the range is out of it. You know, like originally they were in you know, like the original targets in range, the new targets out of range. I get all of that, but just, I feel like that that line of text has a weird interaction with eye in the sky, but that's something, look, if it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just, that's to me, that would be like, that, like, cause that's where my head went when you first said ac- sacrifice was also, you could sacrifice into eye in the sky. But then I read that and I was like, mm, maybe you can't, but I guess you can. Well, so the way Eye in the Sky works is you have to be outside of range or line of sight. So Sacrifice doesn't give it infinite range and ignores line of sight. You just become the target. Doesn't matter what the stuff is. Now you Eye in the Sky and the game checks again. Are you in range? Are you in line of sight? And if either of those are no, Eye in the Sky cancels the attack and gives them an action back. I see. I see. So I see what you're saying. Like I, I get why that's why that could be like a little weird, but that is definitely like, those two don't interact that way because sacrifice is only for that target. It's, it is weird. It is weird. And, and look, there you go. And, and that explanation makes way more sense. Moving on next <laughs> tactics card. Cause we, I don't want to make a two hour show. Okay. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. Like we have a lot, we don't have like a whole lot of stuff to add now. Even though Shield has like a sh- like a metric ton of uh, cards, uh, yeah. Let's see what I think. We this is a uh, a place for marked for death because we talked about the chase them down game. You slow down oh, yeah. someone's movement, and then they don't get to modify dice. I think marked for death should be one of these. I agree. I like marked for death. So it gives us one more slot. Yep, one more slot. I'm looking at shield cards right now. Um, I don't think the shield mobile does us anything. I mean, you could argue the shield mobile on Sentinel Prime, maybe, right? Can you use it on him? You can't use it. Yeah, okay. That's what it's got to be a okay. shield character. That's what, okay. Um, looking at all of them right now. We have Battlefield Medicine. Yep. Which one's Hard Reset? Hard Reset is the better... Uh, yeah, it's Recalibration Matrix. But here's the thing. The funny thing with Recalibration Matrix is a lot of the time... You use it if your opponent rolls a bunch of skulls and you rolled a bunch of like not skulls right. and you want to re-roll to a better roll for you. And hard reset just ruins that. Yeah. Helicarrier strike's not great. Initiative we don't need. Shield mobile. The shield mobile is good though. It is good. And on something like She-Hulk, it's even more fun. Yeah. I actually like the shield mobile for this list. I run the shield boat. You won't use this is honestly 10th card territory. We are just looking for flavor. We're looking for the salt and pepper on top of this list. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because you're taking brace sacrifice. Eye in the sky. Every list, probably Helios bombardment, probably battlefield medicine, probably sit rep pyrotechnics mission objective mark. Your 10th doesn't come up very often. Yeah. I I honestly, I, I think the 10th card here legit could be anything. Yes. You could even keep deception in legally. <laughs> I think I think you could something like a recalibration matrix here would be good, or 
the shield mobile. I think either one. I'm yeah. going to put a recal because that's just kind of where my head goes. But again, it's 10th card, legit 10th card. We'll probably not use ever. Yeah, agreed. So, so yeah, we're done with characters. We're done with tax cards. Now let's talk about crisis selection. Okay. Secure crisis. They've got demons downtown, gamma waves, and mutant madman. I have no notes because this is exactly what I think you want as a shield player. Madman could be infinity formula to give you better odds to always have eye in the sky power up. Okay. Or quote, quote, it could be the cosmic portal black order thing. Cause again, power, but madman's fine. I, I would personally take infinity formula over madman. Okay. I'll actually do that. Cause I think you make a good point about having the power to do your stuff, right? Having the yep. power to got your back, having the power for eye in the sky. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, the most important thing you can do in shield is have eye in the sky up every round. Every it round. is the most important thing in the affiliation. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. Everything else is gravy. Eye in the sky is crazy. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think it's super great. So I like all three of those. And the reason why I think demons is okay here is because you can play super wide at 19 threat. And you could give a crap about scoring the demons. And and then if you are going to score the demon, you score your home demon with someone like Bullseye and you're cool. Yep. And like Pyro loves seeing demons. When someone sits on the middle point and gets a, takes an incinerate, he's just rubbing his hands together. He's like, I know. He's just over there like, hmm. So extract crisis. We've got fear grips the world as worthy terrorize cities. So hammers, research station, and Montessi formula. Now, I think Montessi could be changed here, but I don't um, hate it. Montessi is fine. 18 points is fine. Um, you want to be higher points most of the time, especially because we're bringing big guys. Like, you just, shield's just better, higher right. points. Um, so Montessi used to be crazy because it would give your shield agents a beam and they could re-roll a die in each of the shots on the beam. And now yeah. they can't get the reroll, so everyone thinks it's bad now. But it still gives Nick Fury a power for every damage every time they do damage to somebody. Right. So that's a lot of potential power to Nick Fury. And so I don't hate Montessi formula. It also slows down the game and lets your guns do their work because that's it's only three point. points. Um what about research station though? I don't like research station. Okay. I don't like 15 points. And I don't like that my Shield agents can't pick it up. Okay. So all of that I'm super here for. Uh, I think this maybe becomes a scrolls. Scrolls is fine because we have ways to pick up our own scroll and get out. Um, the only issue is it's four points and we don't like that a lot and it doesn't do a lot. The two that I like, um, one of them is struggle for the cube. Yeah. Because Power, guaranteed power, yep. and it deals damage to our opponent. Kind of like the same thing with Black Order. The same thing. Both of those do damage. Uh, the alien ships yeah. and the struggle for the cube. Struggle for the cube is a little better for us because it gives us power and we don't care about our opponents having power. Alien ships punish us for having power, which we typically won't have that much power. Yeah. It punishes our opponent for having a lot of power, which we'll, we want to give them a lot of power. So it's kind of give or take. 
They're both 17. Struggle for the cubes a little faster. I like your poison. I like that. I think that makes a ton of sense. So, for Zane, I think I play a lot of shield. I play a lot of shield. I know what I'm talking about this one at least. Yeah. No, I, I, I trust your judgment here. And, uh, yeah, I think we've nailed down this list for Leland. And I, uh, I hope that we get to see this list played on his YouTube channel soon because I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I hope he doesn't hate us for changing his list around so much. Oh, he won't. <laughs> he won't. He's Canadian. We, you know, he's too nice true. to hate us. True. So, he's too nice to tell us he hates us. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> it. That's probably it. I so, feel like Canadians feel a lot of hatred. They just don't speak it. They just don't voice it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, Canadians, let us know. Uh, <laughs> uh, with that, so I'm going to go over this real quick, and we're going to talk about all the characters, and then we're going to button this one up. So we have Shield Phoenix, as Leland calls it, Nick Fury Jr., Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos, Hoff and the Boys, Hoff and the Boys, Widow, the Two Threat version. Crimson Dynamo, Iron Man, She-Hulk, Pyro, Sentinel Prime, Winter Soldier, and Bullseye. For tactics, we have Battlefield Medicine, Race for Impact, Eye in the Sky, Helios Laser Bombardment, Mission Objective, Sitrep, Pyrotechnics, Sacrifice, Marked for Death, and recalibration matrix. That's what I have. What was your other one for recal? Um, Shield Mobile. Yeah, but that's 10th card for real. Yep. Secure Crisis, Demons Downtown, Gamma Waves, and Infinity Formula. Extract Crisis, Hammers, Montessi, and Struggle for the Cube continues. I like all of this. This sounds like a really spicy list. And, uh, yeah, I encourage all the suits out there, whenever we go over a list here, if you want the code for that list in Cerebro or something, just send me a message, and I'll be more than happy to send it to you because I've still got it in here. And uh, if you want to play it or anything like that, just let me know, and I'll send Could it Could I over. make a suggestion? Yes. A Discord channel that is that no one can comment in except for you, 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 you. So that... When the the episode goes live, you just post in both codes and the deck and the list. Yeah, there you go. I'll do that. I'll make that happen. So yeah, check yeah. out the if you want to be a part of the Discord, like I mentioned earlier, check out patreon.com slash house party protocol and you can get access to our Discord channel through there for as little as a dollar a month. And Merzane, where can people find you? You can find me on the Gamers Guild podcast, where all fine podcasts are sold. And uh, also in various discords like the HPP discord or the newly free uh, Gamers Guild discord. So you can come talk to us without paying uh, my other overlord, Nate, um, <laughs> who has the keys to my other dungeon, um, without paying him any money. You can just come talk to us. Yeah. So that's uh, interesting that you bring that up. I want everyone out there to know the reason why I keep the discord behind the $1 Patreon paywall, if you will. It's, it's just very simply to be able to keep the community, um, I don't know how to say this, Merzane, but not that you have anybody bad over there, but I just, you know, I just like the, the ability to, to say, hey, 
we're here because we're like-minded and we keep the trolls out because most trolls aren't going to pay a dollar to do anything. And, and there you go. Like that, that's it right there. So if it seems weird, that's why. If, if anyone has any like apprehension about paying a dollar to get into the discord, um, it is one of the best discord communities out of all the MCP discords. No offense to anyone's MCP discord community. Um, but everyone is very nice in the HPP one, except for me. I'm a jerk. Uh, and I try to stop on everyone's dreams all the time because that's the kind of person I am. But everyone else is super nice. It's very chill. It's very relaxed. Um, Will's worked very hard to keep this uh, Discord very good and very uh, very tight-knit. Um, and yep. a lot of little goodies go down down yeah. there. But also very welcoming. Tight-knit, but very yes. welcoming. I, I want to go ahead and, and say that as well. because. Anytime we get somebody new in there, it's it's always a good chat, and and yeah, I just love it. It's a great community, and uh, I I hope that somebody out there listening, uh, somebody else would love to be a part of it because it's a good time, and uh, yeah. Also, send us emails housepartyprotocolpod at gmail dot com. Uh, I had somebody email me a few weeks ago about an attrition list. They were like, "Send me an attrition list. I just want to kill things." I think the two lists that we did today really cover those bases. Oh yeah. So I will, uh, I, I hope, uh, for the person that sent me that email, I hope you're listening to this and, and this is for you in a way, <laughs> I guess you could say if you want to kill things. This is a way to do it. Some of it's a little big brain energy, some of it not, but enjoy that. Also, you can, uh, send us messages over on Facebook. I love chit chatting with people over there on Facebook. And, uh, I'm also at HPP underscore will on all of the major MCP discords out there. So you can, check that out and send me messages and everything like there and uh yeah stay tuned right here to house party protocol because it's uh, it's gonna be fun and we're gonna be doing more fun stuff coming up soon and i think uh, maybe not next week but the week after we'll do a pre-adepticon final roster review and see what happens i'm excited yeah so with that party on merzane party on will and power down suits mm-hmm.